Hey everyone, this is Build Your Bottom Line. A production of Treadstone Risk Management. I'm Matt. And I'm Alan. Our mission is to bring together real estate investors, developers, management firms, and contractors to share tips, tricks, hacks, and even some laughs. We want to save you money, protect your business and reputation, and, and help build your, your bottom line. It says, and help build your bottom line. You're gonna say, you gotta, you're gonna... Dumbass. Dumbass. That's the intro right there. <laughs> Cut it. <laughs> Canned it. <laughs> camera one, camera two, camera one. <laughs> check, check, check. This is Build Your Bottom Line. I am Matt. This is Alan. I am Alan. Uh, we're in the same room for, what, the second time? Second time. I know. We're, it's it's almost like we're not afraid of COVID anymore. Uh, uh, well, you know, a little bit. I'm afraid of, of other th- I'm afraid of other things, but not COVID. <laughs> Um, yes, this is Build Your Bottom Line, a production of Treadstone Risk Management. Um, we are here to save your money, protect your operations and your reputation, and... Build Your Bottom Line! There you it's go. like the name of the show and stuff, yeah. so we figured we should do it. Which, by the way, if you haven't listened to the podcast, best intro ever. Yes, please, um, for the love of God, listen to the... I mean... If you want to hear me get cursed out by him, <laughs> it's like a really good intro, so... It was a no. first take type of thing where it was gold on one, and we were like, nope, done right there. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure that made the cut, too. It was yes. like, nope, that's the cut. That's yeah. it. That's it. Gold. So, uh, yeah, uh, do all the things. Like, comment, subscribe. I'm working the camera off to the left because we're not used to, like, being in the same room. But, so, anyway. Um, yeah, we're really working on this production thing. We're trying to figure this out, but <laughs> it seems to be last minute we decided to try and figure it out. Very high quality. Uh, yes. Like, comment, subscribe, share, hit the notification bell retweet uh send this out there we talk about real estate construction real estate developments real estate uh, construction construction of real estate yes yeah property management um football uh when we're not getting censored by the nfl yes um what else do we talk about uh we talk about the olympics but yeah (laughs) just some of the sports not all of them let's be real we only care about it every four years beyond that who cares pretty much um yes so uh (laughs) Definitely help us out with the algorithm. Uh, so if you are watching, whether you're watching live or the recorded version, please uh, like the feed and subscribe. And uh, comment. We, we take comments and questions live. So if you are watching us live, please uh, share in the yeah. fun. T- today is going to be fun. So if you have stories, feel free to throw them out. All right. So- but we are going to do the do's and don'ts of customer service for contractors. <laughs> contractors do not have to worry about customer service. They just yes, build shit. Yeah. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know what you don't build? Customer relations. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you. No, I, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> so what we're going to do today is I'm going to tell you about all, the, t- all the, the, the fun I've had over the past like eight weeks now trying to get contractors to show up at my house and do the work that I'm willing to pay them to do in a time when all contractors have done is bitch and cry about how they have no work. Uh, well, you know, they got stuff to do like, mm. uh, well, how, however, uh, we've done some episodes on like the overall economy and some of the things that are happening. Right. So small contractors did kind of get screwed over the yes. last like 12, 18 months. Yeah. So, you know, and like, the big contracts are too, with the whole supply issues and, and labor issues. And I mean, it doesn't but, help you when you need a patio done. No, no. <laughs> well, there's more than just the patio that needs to get done, but, um, yeah, we're we're gonna kind of walk you through some of the 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 yays and the nays of 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 dealing with your customers. 
Because let's be real, we all have that one customer that calls every 15 minutes and you see them come up on caller ID and you go, I'm not answering the phone. I'm not doing it. I'm pretty I- sure his name is Mitch. It's, <laughs> it's usually a Mitch or a um, uh, probably a Dan. There's usually a Mitch or a Dan. Or a Ruth. Yeah, it's yeah Ruth. Oh, yeah, Ruth. It's definitely a Ruth. Definitely yes. a Ruth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or a Karen. I. I, I'm sorry to all the Mitches and Dans and Ruths and Karens out there. We're not poking fun at you, but um, I am. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So let's talk about it. So, uh, I think a lot of people uh, portray or think of contractors these gruff, like you know, rough and tumble, blue collar dudes that which they uh, are. You know, talk like normal people. Yeah. Air quotes, right? Yeah, look, I'll, um, and I'll give it to them. They are, but um. You know, I'm going to just I'm going to throw we'll, we'll start with rule number one of, of good customer service. Answer your goddamn phone. <laughs> uh, wait a minute. So you're telling me if I put a phone number on the website or on my business card that like when you call it, I should pick up if it rings. I don't know. Maybe put it to your head and say hello. So he, all right, so, there's, there's, so there's a Tell little me how you really feel. Well, so there, there's a little bit of science behind this. Um, you have to the one thing to remember, if somebody's calling you right to do work, let, let's say you're a landscaper, you know, like, like a general service contractor, mm. landscaper, plumber, painter, any Mason, any of those things. Carpenter. Number one, the people who are calling you are usually local to you. Yeah. electrician. But they're usually local to you, which means that your commute time, your time in traffic. The, are you just naming things now? <laughs> Good news, everyone. Matt learned services. <laughs> I'm sorry. Please continue. So they're you're, they're usually local to you, which and local is anywhere between a five and fifteen minute drive from your home base, mm. your office, your your yard. If you don't answer those people, you know what they do? They call the next guy on the list. Yes. So you're now you're now risking your guy spending five minutes on the road and spending an hour earning you money as opposed to now you're driving 45 minutes where you guys not making you any money he's costing you an hour's worth of labor yeah an hour's worth of fuel an hour's worth of mileage and you're not making a dime so by not answering the phone guess what those people are doing they're saying eh all right he ain't interested i'll go to the next person can i pose a solution yeah you can pose one Oh, yeah, can believe I, me, which, like which, which, by the way, there are a million solutions to this. Go ahead. Well, uh, I'm like one of them is picking up the phone. Mm. But, you know, like sometimes you're busy, right? Mm. Uh, so right now, more than any other time in pretty much history, uh, it's really cost effective to have a virtual assistant. Right. Tech, yes. Technology. Yes. Right. Uh, and I mean, they can be U.S. based or they could be international, whatever. Um, quite frankly, most people don't care. Like, um. I was thinking about the one, the Capital One commercial, where it's like, "Hi, like you know, I'm gonna help you out," and he's like, "My name's Vicky," and he's like, "Yeah, okay, Vicky," and it's like a dude with like a burly beard or whatever. Um, you can have international VAs. You can also have domestic VAs. They're actually not that expensive. No. Um, some of them get paid by the call. Some of them you have to like you know promise a certain number of hours to, but uh, it gives you the ability to essentially have a personal assistant. So that, like, say you're uh, an individual, like, sole proprietor, right? Like, say you're an individual contractor. Say you are a small outfit and you don't necessarily have an office manager or something like that. It gives you the feel of being a larger organization without necessarily having to bring on a full-time employee. 
So that helps a lot, like a lot, a lot. A lot, a lot. Um, I would also say if someone leaves a voicemail. Like, Return it? Yeah, call them back like pretty quickly. Now, yeah. So, I mean, now here's the thing. I know a lot of a lot of you old school guys, because I've worked for old school guys, they believe in having a landline number, mm. you know, a, a local number, which is fine. But there is technology out there now. Most of it's called voice over IP phone systems. You can forward every single call that comes into the office to your cell phone without giving away your cell phone number. Yes. Because I know, again, how you old guys are. You don't want your customers to have your personal number, which I get. I never wanted the customers to have my personal number either. And when they found out what it was, it used to drive me crazy. Well, some some of them you gave your personal number. Well. Listen, I mean, everybody's got that hot wife that you don't care if she calls you late at night. <laughs> Jesus Christ, we're getting sued. All right. Uh, <laughs> no, but <laughs> while I call our attorney, go ahead. Keep yeah, talking. Listen, clear that out for us. But listen, <laughs> you can forward it to your to your personal cell phone. And there are also services like, um, you know, I'm trying to think. Of, I, I think there's services like Grasshopper used to be one. I don't know if it's still around where you can actually program your cell phone to then dial out from your office number so you can be in the field dial a customer out and it comes up as your as your office number yeah we use ring central right now Mm. so uh, our office uses ring central which is voice over ip uh and so uh, we have like an 800 number uh clients can call us and they can leave voicemail for us or it gets automatically directed to our cell phone um and the same deal like you could actually make calls through that app that's on your smartphone so if you don't want to give out your cell phone number um, you know, most of our clients have our cell phone numbers, but uh, if you don't want to give out your cell phone number, it gives the opportunity to call from that 800 number to the client so that you can get to them. But yes, yeah. I mean, like if you get a voicemail and it's taking you, you know, 24, 48 hours to get back to someone, you've lost that customer. Yeah. They're, they're moving on to the next gig yes. basically. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I've, I have spent the past eight weeks now trying to get a hold of Mason's patio guys, landscapers, mm drywall guys handymen and they don't answer their phones and and i it it baffles me because for you know this entire covid period which now is stretching into 18 months i think all guys are saying oh we don't have work we can't find work if the work is there and you're just not returning the caller you can't blame the government at that point that's on you yeah that's on your office staff. That's on whoever it is you you pay to answer and return phone calls. I Pretty mean, simple. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's that that's rule number one of the do's. So do call your customers and do answer your phone. I think the other dynamic here is if you are a, like a small contractor or even like a medium or a regional contractor, uh, a lot of your competition might have fallen on hard times. If you're still up and running... Like, yeah, you might be running around like crazy, mm-hmm. um, but now's the time to get it. Like, it's it's not uh, it's not like it's going to stay this way forever mm-hmm. because uh, once, you know, a lot of these moratoriums are gone, once a lot of the unemployment, you know, kind of like benefits and stuff like that are gone, there's going to be more competition in the market. It, it behooves you to, like, you know, drink from a fire hose right now while you can and really kind of get back to all of those clients when you can. Um, we, what about on the job customer service? Like, uh, you know, do, do, do you, do you, do you treat the client like they're, you know, disposable or, uh, so, give them some white glove service? Well, I mean, that, that's kind of the, uh, the, it's a little mix, a little mix of a do and a don't. Um, I know, a, you know, a lot of guys are, 
are hurting for work and, and or, or, you know, maybe not necessarily hurting for work. Maybe they've got plenty of work. Mm. Here's number two. And this was an argument I got into with my bosses quite often. Don't be afraid to say no. Don't take on jobs that aren't profitable just because you think that you really need the work. Wait, wait a minute. So you're saying that there are certain jobs that aren't like, you know, a good fit? Yes. Yeah. If you have to under if you have to underbid to get a job. There's all kinds of jokes I'm waiting to make about you right now. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> listen, I I came to work for Treadstone Risk Management. <laughs> I underbid myself. <laughs> no, but but I mean, in all seriousness, if you have to if you have to drastically underbid a job to get the job, walk away. Mm. There's a there's a hundred reasons why. Number one is because if you if you're not making money doing a job, you're wasting your time. You're wasting your employees' time. You're wasting money. Mm. That's the big you know big overalling overall arch. You're wasting money. Number two, jobs that do that to you where they constantly try to undercut your price, I can promise you they're going to find a problem with something you're doing and try and undercut you even further. Mm. You do not want to be $10,000 into a $20,000 job and have them say, well, I'm only going to pay you $7,500. So be smart. Don't undercut Don't undercut your jobs to, to, keep, to make a customer happy. If the customer will not let you charge your pricing to make to, even if you even if it's a break even breaking even is better than losing money if you have to do that it ain't worth it that's my mantra at the blackjack table yeah 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 it, it if is. i could break even that's a win yeah, yeah. Uh, i mean it's <laughs> if I, I if i get a free drink out of it that's also really good yeah yeah well, i mean yeah the casino they're gonna give you free drinks because then you make dumb money decisions <laughs> Um, yes, I, I typically do. Do you have a number three? Is there a number three on there? I was just, I didn't want to like front. No, no, there's no other. I mean, there, it, it, but I've seen owners take a job that they know they're going to lose money on and mm. then just continue to lose money on that job. Yeah. And they, and they, they always say, well, it'll make the customer happy. The customer doesn't care. Like they're they're not going to be your friend. You're not getting invited over to Thanksgiving dinner because you saved because you cut five thousand dollars off your off your price. Mm. All they're going is, ha I got that sucker. That's what they're saying. Actually, I let me uh, maybe disagree with you or like maybe some of the clients are like that. But I think some of the other clients also, even if you do cut back on your price, they're not going to be happy. Right. Like that's the other thing. Yeah. And and uh also remember, so like we did an episode about like lumber prices and stuff, right? So, but we weren't just talking about lumber prices. We were talking about the risk management associated with uh, just commodity prices, like input prices in general. Um, and just understand also that you have to keep in context what your operating costs are, right? And so if your hard costs have increased in terms of the commodities that you're buying, whether you're you know, a framing contractor and you're buying lots of lumber or if you're a roofing contractor, you're buying lots of plywood or whatever. If tar paper goes up, et cetera, et cetera. Any of those jobs, okay, you have to understand that just getting the job doesn't necessarily mean anything if it's not going to be profitable. Or like Alan said, at the very least, break even. Like a break even job, if you have a lot of like downtime, can be helpful to like keep your team going, right? Like keep the guys happy, keeps them fed. 
you keeps make them a rolled. Yeah, exactly. Right. It like, keeps them from going to find another company. And, to and you don't for. lose them to a competitor. But that being said, especially if you're on other jobs, you don't need another job if it's going to be not profitable and you're just trying to like, you know, get the low bid so that you get the job. Right. Like it makes much more sense to do a handful of jobs that are profitable as opposed to a ton where like maybe you end up losing your shirt on. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's always something to remember. And that factors in the to customer service, too, because, like I said, if you're like undercutting another contractor, um, you're probably not going to put in your best effort. Like, I don't want to give I don't want to, like, assume that you're not. But typically, from my experience, if you don't feel like you're making money on a job, it's probably not going to be top priority, um, which means the client's going to feel that like they're going to they're going to understand when you're taking that perspective. So, um yeah, that's all yeah, I gotta say about that. Yeah, one. it's and uh, and and you know, once you start undercutting yourself for for a client, even if they promise you more work, guess what? On the next job they want you to do, they're gonna expect you to do it again. Mm. So you're gonna be undercutting yourself on every single job, and then when you raise your prices up to what you need to make money, they're gonna say, "Oh, you're not the lowest bid anymore," and they're gonna leave. Yeah, because so you've lost money. You didn't keep the client. And now you're you're out you're out money and a client. Yeah, <clears throat> which reminds me, if you want to like uh, trade war stories or like you know kind of like collaborate with others that are in the space, okay, uh, we have a private Facebook group set up. So uh, scrolling on the screen is our link tree. So if you go to our link tree, there's actually a link to the private Facebook group. Um, put in an application to get into the group, and then you'll be amongst. You know, property managers, contractors, uh, real estate developers, um, and you'll be able to, you know, commiserate when things go wrong. You'll be able to share each other's successes when things go right um, and maybe even pick up some business. But really, the key is to allow people to collaborate and and be able to kind of like share, you know, their their uh, best kept secret, so to speak, or or how they operate on a day to day basis. So definitely hit that up. Mm -hmm. Um, All right. On the job site. What's like the next thing, like uh, other than like getting the bid and showing up and actually answering the phone call? What else can a contractor do to give really good customer service, you know, service the account, so to speak, when they're on the actual job? You son of a... (laughs) Can't get you to crack. You're you're too good. (laughs) So when you're on the job, another, you know, do in the customer service world is... Show up in vehicles that are, look presentable. Don't don't come in a truck that's you know got six weeks worth of mud caked on it. Remember that 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 vehicle it, it's your traveling billboard. So when you pull up to a customer's house, you have an entire neighborhood that drives past that house, which is free advertising. Mm. Make sure your guys are presentable. Make sure your vehicles are presentable. Make sure your equipment is presentable. Don't don't show up in a, you know in a Komatsu that's blow, billowing black smoke as you're digging a hole because people are gonna go ew. You're killing the environment. Yeah, yeah. people are gonna look at you and just go ew. If you if, you know if you, if your guys are if your guys are showing up in in tattered t-shirts and ripped jeans, if you have a company uniform policy, you know it's not on them to enforce it. It's on you to enforce it. Yeah. If if you provide the shirts. And your guys are showing up in torn T-shirts. Get them new shirts. They don't cost that much. I know. I, I we used to spend probably 
a hundred dollars on a dozen t-shirts. Mm. It, it's not a huge cost. You know, be presentable. Have your have your vehicles looking somewhat clean. Yeah. It, you know, if you if you were on if you were on a an, an active worksite that was that was still on the soil and digging stages, and you have red clay all over your truck, have have one of your guys take a hose and just spray it off. I'm not saying they gotta polish the chrome and and all that stuff, but you know, look nice. Which, by the way, like uh, a lot of people, there's a lot of like uh, people online and stuff that want to tell you like how to advertise, right? Like whether it's social media and all this other stuff. There's not a lot of industries where I would actually advocate for vehicle wraps and like, you know, putting custom graphics on a vehicle. Uh, Contractors, I would say, is one of them, right? Like you're on the job, you're in the public. Like Alan said, you're in a neighborhood and the other homeowners in the area are seeing you or um, if you're on a uh, job site where they're bringing investors by, right? Like the investors are going to see your name. And if they do a development plan in the future, they might be inclined to bring you on board. Um, it helps to have like a decent rap. It doesn't have to be like, you know, you don't have to be like freaking big time LA. No, right? don't, like, just but, don't do the electrical tape as, you know, letters yeah. that, that are, I, cause I've, I've, I've actually seen that where guys just have electrical tape letters on the side of their vehicles. Get something that looks, you know, when, when you guys are driving, you didn't like when I put big pimpin across the side of my vehicle. Oh no, that would, that was fine because oh, okay. right, uh, yeah. everyone understood that you're a fool. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like I, I, I call, I was looking for an HVAC company and I happened to be driving to work one day and a, a guy in a really nice wrapped HVAC company van drove past. And you know what I did? I called the number on the side of the van from my car and said, Hey, can you guys come give me an estimate? And they, they did. I mean, they were, they were crazy expensive. So I didn't, you go with them. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, come on, <laughs> sell it, sell it, would you? No, I mean, but they got a lead though. They yeah, got a lead. Yeah, they, they got a lead, and you know what? They they emailed me a couple of days later and asked me about the quote, and we spoke about it, and they're they're gonna work, they're gonna try and work with me, and but I mean, it's there are ways to get leads besides paying for expensive advertising, and mm. one of them is having a vehicle that people can read your phone number and your company name. Yeah, it 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 sounds stupid, but it's a great free. This is New Jersey. All we do is sit in traffic in New Jersey. I mean, well, and if you're watching from, let's see, uh, California, anywhere on the East Coast, if, you sit in traffic. If you're watching from, let's see, anywhere around Chicago, um, <laughs> anywhere around Houston and the Beltway, right? Like yeah. um, any of those areas. Like, yeah, you're sitting in traffic. You could be potentially developing leads. I think the other thing is that we actually run into this as insurance people. Uh, a lot of times, uh, clients in the insurance space don't know who the heck their professional is. Mm-hmm. So, like, what's funny is a lot of times, like, three months after a job's done, uh, someone might ask someone, you know, like, oh, what contractor worked on your job? Especially if it's, like, an individual homeowner. Sometimes they even have a problem recollecting what the name of the firm was, right? Like, they might remember that, you know— you as the proprietor or whoever your job site supervisor was named John or whatever, right? They might have a hard time remembering what your company name was. If you have some branding that goes with the shirts, if it goes with the wrap on the vehicle, at least whoever the boss is or the GM that's going site to site has the wrap on the vehicle, that kind of reinforces the name and helps them understand like, who's working, not to mention the fact that the next time they go to get someone to help them with something, 
Maybe they don't go to Angie's list or something like that. Mm-hmm. They go to, you know, they, they call you direct because they end up trusting you and knowing that you're going to do good work and they remember your name. They're not just going to go back to the Yellow Pages and pick, uh, what, what was the Yellow Pages ad where it was like uh, the auto repair shop? Where it was like, auto repair? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. There's no phone books anymore. Nobody has phone books. I mean, that's just... Sorry, that was that was definitely a boomer yeah, reference. Yeah, no, listen. It's all right, Grandpa. We get it. Yeah. There's no phone books anymore. So, I mean, if you're if you're hoping people are going to find your name in the phone book, nobody's looking for that. It's all mm-hmm. Google. It's it's the it's the Facebooks. It's the Insta, oh, Insta-tubes. Reviews, okay? Good customer service result results in good google reviews and other types of reviews on like angie's list and, and yes like you can ask your customer contrary to what google and yelp and all of them say about how you shouldn't at the hell with them it's your company ask your customers to give you revu- reviews yeah we used to hand them the link we no we used to hand out cards that had the information on it on where you go to to submit it mm. you hand that to your customer at the end of the job and say if you liked our service please give us a review I think you can do a QR code too to the yeah, link, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it, it's it's one of those things like ask. Yeah. Because every customer on the planet gets asked now. They're, everybody's used to seeing that. Hey, would you review our service? So ask. If you do a great job, they're going to give you a great review. If your guys do a shitty job, maybe don't ask them for the review. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, so uh, the buzz phrase is social proof, right? Like that's sure. that's the big deal. It's a uh, you know. Yelp and, uh, you know, Google, uh, reviews, Google and- reviews. It's uh, like when you go to a physician, you go to like, you know, ratemydoc.com or whatever. And if someone has, you know. He said doc. Yes. Yeah. Doc. It's doc. yeah we're PG-13 here. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, you get ratings all over the place. And sometimes you like you end up getting ratings in places that you don't even know you're getting rated in. Right. So good customer service also can translate into. Uh, reviews, which translates into more business or stickier business down the line. So you got to remember that. And here's the other thing to remember. Word of mouth is your death sentence or your livelihood. Mm. It, contrary, it, no matter what social media does these days, word of mouth can still be the bullet that ends you. He knows. So it, it, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, I, I mean, you know, be be nice to your even when you're rejecting a customer be nice to that customer because mm. if you explain why you're you know there's nothing wrong with saying listen i i'm, I'm booked up right now i i just don't have the time we're eight weeks out or we're not a good fit and and like- here and here's the big thing if that's the case I, i'm i'm gonna let you in on a little secret to the to the contractor world because i it, it's counterintuitive to what all you guys think have contractors that are in your same field willing to work with you. Yes. There's nothing wrong with saying, listen, I, I we're 10 weeks out. I don't have time. But go to my competitor and say, and say, I sent you. You know what winds up happening when you do that stuff? Your competitors will then do the same thing for you. Yeah. Or or uh, network up and down. Yes. Right. It's, like, it, it's, say the job's too big for you. Okay. Don't bite off more than you can chew because you'll end up screwing it up and then that will end up backfiring on you. And then if it is too small for you to take it on, like have other contractors that are up the food chain and down the food chain so that you can refer to them when a client has a job that doesn't necessarily fit right in your wheelhouse. Yeah, you know? there are no laws that say you you can't work with your competitors. It actually, it will benefit you to work with your competitors because there is nothing wrong 
with with sharing leads amongst yourselves. Mm. Everybody's trying to stay in business. They're they're you know if well, it's similar and, to working with subs, right? Yeah. Like sometimes uh, you know you get that relationships. It's not it's not always one way. I'm mean, like most of the time it's one way where the GC's bringing the subs on, right? But every so often the sub comes across a piece of business that they can't handle themselves because they're just a tradesman or something like that. They bring you in as the GC in order to take over or like they give you give you as a reference or something like that. So it works that way too. But yeah, no, that, that's a good point. Yeah. Like money's money. It doesn't matter where it's coming from. Yeah. Not to mention the fact that like when you network with other guys and you flip them business, like they buy you drinks and like, you know, they'll they'll buy you steak dinner in order to make up for it. You can like also that, so. you can also get incredible tax incentives by sharing your employees and your equipment. Well, hold on. Wait a minute. <laughs> I, I, I mean, there, 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 there are insurance there are ramifications, ramifications for that. But, but yes, there, are tax, there are tax incentives as well. Yes. Uh, but yes, I, make sure that you're including your, your risk manager, your broker in that one. But yes, there is there is some opportunity there where you can, you listen, know, listen. if you have idle equipment, you could lease I, it out. I am a risk manager, so I, I have to sell myself also on this. So you'd have to call me and we'd work it out. Yeah. But there are, besides me getting involved in it, there are tax incentives to doing things like that. And and I have taught him not to undersell himself. So like, just so you understand that. like um, I oversell myself, if yeah. anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So we talked about, uh, let's see, talking about bidding. We talked about, uh, you know, essentially the 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 look of the, the team that's working. Um, we've talked about, you know, some marketing pieces. What else is in there that's a, a good component of contractor customer service that can help kind of like uh, things down the line or the current job? Well, I, I mean, there's job finishing. There's and, you know, oh, look, final wait, wait. reviews. So you're saying when you walk off a job, it should be done? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> it's a crazy concept. I know, like, you know, maybe, you know, if you're if you're doing if you're re remodeling a bathroom or. Let's just say from personal experience, you're doing landscaping work for somebody. Mm. Don't leave a giant ass hole in their yard. Fill it in. You know, if 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 let's just say you're taking bluestone away from somebody's property who didn't want it and you've made a great deal for that customer, and you're using a you know, you're using a front end loader because it's heavy, don't tear up their backyard and make them fix it. Be the be the contractor that fixes it. That's a fantastic point. Is because uh, I haven't called that contractor back ever again. That that's a fantastic point. Is if you are called in to work on something, make sure that you have respect for the other, you know, parts of the property or whatever that you have access to, right? So, like, a lot of times contractors will just take it for granted that they can rip up the lawn or they can rip up the the landscaping or whatever. And they're like, oh, well, we'll replace it at the end. Well, sometimes when you replace it at the end, it doesn't look like it did before. Or sometimes you just take for granted and you leave the the lawn looking like a freaking train wreck afterward. Um, the client is not going to be happy because even if it only takes them a couple hundred bucks to get the lawn back up to where it was, right? It's something that you left for them to take care of. You need to keep that in mind. Or at worst, they file an insurance claim, and then you spend a lot of time going through the claims process of what you destroyed. Yeah. Um, it Which, by the way, is, is also something where, like, having a good line of communication with your client 
is a, a fantastic customer service uh, aspect because if there is something that they're not happy with, uh, you know, tell them like, look, don't be passive aggressive. Like, just tell me, like, if something's not cool, I'll fix it. Like, I'll take care of it. Right. Uh, at the end of the day, you want necessarily them like, you know, putting you on the hook for things that you're not contracted for. But at the same time, you also don't want a client that's going to be passive aggressive and then light you up online or file an insurance claim against you because of something that was left behind that they didn't say anything. Now, about. you you used a word that I, I think I've used many, many times when it comes to contractors and their customers. That word was, you said contract, right? Yeah. Have a fucking contract. Have a contract. <laughs> Contracts. Have, con- I'm going to say this on every, in every freaking video we make. Contract. <laughs> have contracts. Write contracts. Make your customer sign contracts. Well, it, it's right in the name of the actual job, isn't it? Like, you, you know, would think contract that. or. Yeah. Verbal is not a contract. <laughs> a contract is on a piece of paper with yeah. signatures. Yeah. I, the, that is something that I, I, with every customer, that every person who calls me about insurance, every single insurance underwriter asks the same question. Does your client have written contracts? Yes. And if you say no, the underwriters are going to say, eat it. Yeah. No coverage for you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, um, that's also a good aspect of customer service too, right? So if you have a contract that lays out the the things that you're going to be tasked with, that you're going to be working on, and what the deliverables are, there's a really easy thing to point back to. So if the client or you know is like, oh, well, you didn't do X, Y, and Z, and you're like, oh, look at the contract. I wasn't supposed to, you know, I wasn't tasked with that, right? And I'm not saying to just be completely beholden to the contract because there might be some things like so for instance if it doesn't say in the contract that you shouldn't mess up the lawn and you mess up the lawn fix right, it fix it like put some sod down or something like however that and take care of it, you right? can put into your contract lawn repairs are not our responsibility yeah and and then when they file the if they try to file an insurance claim and you show that to your insurance company you know what the insurance companies do it was in the contract we don't have to cover it you're in the clear yeah i mean it it and their insurance company will tell their client the same thing. Well, it was in your contract that they don't cover it. You're, I'm sorry, you're liable for it. Yeah, you can put that in there if you know for a fact that you're going to do damage and you, there's no way around it. Which, by the way, is also uh, another pointer. Like, so if you do, uh, if you do a lot of work where you do just so happen to, you know, tear up grass or or landscaping or something, have a landscaper mm. that you can call to come in and do some patchwork or fix it work if you know you're going to end up tearing up that property um and again it might not even be part of the contract but it's yeah, like sometimes taking the extra step guarantees you more work in the future big time yes big time especially like a homeowner like yeah i mean like it might cost you a couple hundred bucks and you know but say it's like a big developer and you're working on a commercial piece of property and you're doing you know a retrofit or a build out or an extension or something like that. If you come in and you go that extra mile, they'll bring you into the next one. And we're not talking, you know, $10,000 projects. We're talking, you know, six figure plus or seven figure plus contracts. So remember that when you leave that place uh, well, you know, and, and looking good, they're going to appreciate that. That's the same thing with state and municipal contracts too. Mm. 
they i mean i know you a lot of people think oh they all talk yeah, a lot of people they think all talk. a lot of people think government agencies don't care but when you when you're dealing with with a business administrator or somebody like that and they see you taking the extra steps to put everything back it's like he said they talk and they talk to everybody some of you have never heard of the league of municipalities guess what they talk about yeah <laughs> i you know i the the uh you're, you're talking also before about like, you know, having a reputation that follows you and stuff like that. So uh, I worked in banking for a little while. Nerd. And yeah, well, not really. I mean, but anyway, so. So. He counted money at McDonald's. No, uh, no, 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 no. It was, it was a legitimate bank. I mean, I did count the money, though, because it was really <laughs> fun. So anyway, but um, yeah, so we had the saying that uh, if you give really good service to a client, they might tell one other person, right? If you give bad service to a client, they tell everybody, okay? Um, it just comes down to that. It's like bad news spreads way faster than good news. And so if you do a good job, you might end up with one referral. If you do a lackluster job, like even just below average, I mean, they could end up just, you know, telling everyone that you do a poor job and then it works against you over time. So nobody's ever heard of a good wildfire. Uh, um, have they? I don't know. No, they haven't. Nobody's ever. Heard. Yeah, California's not filled with good wildfires right now. I'm just saying. Sometimes you got to clear out the underbrush in order for new but growth. See, that's like, that, that, that's something different though. Those are controlled burns. Uh, okay, potato, potato. Like no, you know, po no, potatoes don't have anything to do with it. You can microwave a potato and it's a baked potato. Uh, well, potatoes are fantastic. But so anyway, <laughs> long you don't wrap tin foil around. Uh, <laughs> so yes, I bad news spreads way faster than good news. So you have to control that. You know that's why we talk about like reputation at the very beginning of our episodes is because reputation is one of those things that is the biggest determinant Make of or whether break. or not you are going to be successful over the long run. Mm -hmm. Um. What else? What, did we miss anything? What else are we got to talk about? Cl I mean, clean up, right? Clean, like clean yeah, up's a clean big up, deal. Clean up everything. Uh, follow ups. Mm. Follow ups. This is something very few contractors do. Follow when when the job is done, and it doesn't have to be you know it doesn't have to be anything fancy. It doesn't have to cost you any money. If you have an office manager, have your office manager just call and say, "Hey, how's everything? Is everything working the way you want it to? Is everything is everything okay?" Have Handwritten note. Handwritten. Thank you. Like it has to be really the simple. Eighteen hundreds right? are fun, but yeah. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Like people hold their house or like business owners, especially if it's a developer that has, like it's their first project or if it's like their their like crown jewel project or whatever. That that's like their kid, dude. Like that's their kid. So when you get the opportunity to work on it and you do a halfway decent job. At the end, have someone, you, your, your, you know, office manager, whatever, write a handwritten note. Doesn't have to be long. Just says, thank you so much for the opportunity to work on your property. We hope we'll get this opportunity again. And I'm going to let you in on a secret. You can pre-make cards mm. that look handwritten. Yes. So you, they can all say the exact same thing. 
and all you gotta do is throw it in the mail, and all you gotta do is have your office manager handwrite the address. I, I don't know if they have. Uh, there's also an automated way to do it. So like, um, eh, don't do automated. Automated is cheesy. Well, if you're gonna, if you're gonna, what, it, what's crazy is it looks it looks exactly like it's handwritten. Like it's almost impossible to tell the difference. I don't know. I can tell when something's automated. To there, me. There's one called. Uh, they mostly market to insurance firms. Like we get marketed all the time for these guys, but I, I get nothing but junk email. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Rocket Referrals, there's a place called Rocket Referrals where uh, they'll do handwritten, like, mm-hmm. thank yous, birthday cards and stuff like that. Um, and the reason why they're called Rocket Referrals is because the end goal is that correspondence hopefully results in that next opportunity, the next piece of business, right? Um, and so there are companies out there that will also automate that process. But look, at the end of the day, the the best reception I've ever gotten from clients and prospects was when I just took like two seconds, maybe fifteen seconds, to write you know a, a really short thank you note on a silly little flip up card um, and and throw a stamp on it and put it in the mailbox. So and you can do the email too. I I still I do that with with I still do that with my clients. I mm-hmm. I'll send them an email every couple of months and just say hey how's everything going? You need anything? I just re I just reach out to them and let them know I'm still here, and it it's amazing. Like they get back to me and they, oh my god, hey, so good to hear from you. No, we're fine. Everything's great. It keeps you in their mind, so that the next time they do have something they need done, the first person they're going to call is the guy that you keeps reaching out to them every couple of months. Every yeah, and like I said, I do it. I I've been doing it once, like every three three months. Every hmm. basically every quarter, I just say, hey, how's everything going? And that's it. It's literally. Two sentences on an email. Hey, how are you? How's everything going? Do you need anything? And that's it. This this is another this is another boomer reference. Like oh, you know, what, grandpa. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's bring down our entire crowd. Wait, wait, which, grandpa's gonna just depress everybody which, when he talks about silver and nickels and wheat pennies. Go dude, ahead. no, everyone should buy silver. This is not an investment program. Um, so uh, no. I, and I'm not I speaking negatively of boomers. I'm talking about like the, the time period that they came up in. Uh, when I was in banking, one of my favorite bosses uh, had what he called the tickler file, right? <laughs> it was the stop, stop. It's not not that kind of file, okay? <laughs> oh, uh, what pickles so were you tickling? It, it, was, uh, it was almost like analogous to like a Rolodex, right? And so what he would do is every single day, if he had, you know, uh, there were what 220 work days during the year or whatever um every single day he would divide up the total number of contacts that he had in his rolodex and he would reach out to them whether it was phone email a written note something like that and he would always mix it up right um he never had downtime because there were certain things that he did to advertise for serve for uh new business that would bring him new business kind of like out of the blue, right? Like whether it was, I mean, the, the contractor's equivalent to it is, you know, an Angie's list or like a Google listing, uh, you know, things like that. But what filled in the gaps was that outreach to the people that he had already either one, done business with, or he had touched base with, never done business with them, but he was checking in to see how they were doing because he was always top of mind. Every single year, he was at least touching base with them once, if not twice, to let them know that he was there to help them out with whatever they needed as far as banking. The same thing goes with contracting services, right? Like 
whether you're working with individual family homes, large projects, developers, things like that, if you are top of mind, you will be one of the first, if not the first, to get the phone call when there's work that comes up. So, yeah, that that was look, my boomer. All, all you do is look at realtors. I mean, mm, the, oh, yeah. the, real, the realtor who sold me my house five years ago, I get at least one letter from her a year saying, how's everything going? Are you looking to sell? Do you know anybody who wants to sell? Oh, yeah. Because that's how... There's, there's only so many ways you can get yourself re referrals, and the biggest one is word of mouth. So yep. if you reach out to the people who you've already done work for, they have family. They have friends that may be looking for, for work for you that they, they, they can give you. Which which reminds me, the housing market is cray-cray right now, cray -cray. right? Uh, so we are going to have some people on, some guests on in the future that are going to talk about the housing market in different you know regions throughout the United States because... Housing is, for the most part, regional uh, in terms of the ups and downs. But, uh, yeah, I know that's that's a perfect example. Realtors are realtors are gangsters at that, man. Like, they will – I mean, they'll even show up – like, this is the bravery of realtors. They will show up to someone's house who hasn't reached out to them and be like, hey, did you know how much your house could sell for? And, like, people in the house are like, really? <laughs> and two weeks later, the house is listed for sale. Like – that's gangster sales right there. I'm like, that's also to a certain extent service, but you know, if, if it's their, their previous clients, that's another that extent, too, you know, creepy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we talked about cleanup. We talked about have a contract, uh, have a contract. Else? Yes. Have, <laughs> have a contract. We, we, we need, we it's need a, some swag. We look, need a t-shirt. We need a t-shirt that just says have a contract. This is called paper. Yeah. Contract should be on it. <laughs> At the bottom should be two signatures. signatures. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, what else are we missing? Anything? Anything? Miss, customer yeah, service wise. Cust customer service. Uh, answer your phone. Yeah. Have have some respect. I would say, have some respect for your conversations while you're on the job site. Yeah. Right. Oh yes. So uh, you know you got to remember that like. Uh, Michael Jordan was fantastic about this. Like they always asked him about politics and like religion and stuff like that. Michael Jordan was very quiet as far as like superstars go. And the reason why he said he was like, everyone's money's green, mm -hmm. right? So the one, and I'm not saying like you have to, you know, like neuter yourself in terms of how you speak. But what I'm saying is like, if you are in someone's household or if you are working for someone who's making big decisions with big money okay on big projects and they are super religious or super conservative or whatever right like don't be dropping f-bombs every other word okay yeah don't fall into the trap too that i i've had this happen to me where i've had people try to tr try to get me into political debates to see where i stand mm. change the subject or say i don't talk about that on job sites i do you, do you wave your Switzerland flag? I, Just, I no, I no because that's they have a, good chocolate. Yeah, that's a country, and <laughs> that's a country with a political leaning. I literally, I avoid it. And I will change the subject. I will say I don't talk about that on job sites. Don't fall into the trap because there, there are people out there who want to see where you stand. If you remain neutral, I'll make it's uh, your best bet. I think the one exception, to or that, or be really smart and know both sides of the aisle, so you can really just kind of. Well, yeah, you could do that. You could play both sides. Okay, you could be completely neutral. All right, or like the key is be consistent. All right, or if your thing is like you know one side of an issue or another, okay, you have to be consistent 
All right. So like if you are that person who is like consistently right or left or, you know, whatever, a religious or a certain type of religion, like whatever that hot button thing is, you have to be consistent about it. So if you're going to be agnostic, like be agnostic with everyone. If you're going to be, you know, one side or the other, you have to be one side or the other with everyone because again, it's all about reputation. And so as soon as that reputation gets obliterated, you're, you're screwed. You're up a Creek because now everything that you built gets undermined. And so what, whatever you choose, like if you want to be that, like, you know, edgy hip, whatever. Okay. Understand that that's the clientele base that you're going after. And if someone is super conservative and doesn't like, you know, four letter words and things like that, you should not be using and, that language or maybe that's not a good fit as far as a client goes. And, and really, truth, truth be told, the guys on the job sites, they shouldn't be doing that anyway. Mm. If the homeowners are home, you should have a rule that your guys need to conduct themselves professionally at all times. You know, they, they shouldn't be dropping F-bombs all the time. They shouldn't be going to the bathroom in people's yards. Or Wait, in, what? Or, Hold on. Or in, their, or in their gutters, as I had a guy do on me one time. <laughs> <sighs> what? I, yeah, I, I, was, I'm, I was managing a job, and I had a guy go up on the customer's roof, and he took a dump in their gutter. Wait, what? And I said... And I looked him in the face and I said, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> now, luckily, the customer wasn't home Out. and I made him clean out the gutter. Oh. But like, like, make sure your guys conduct themselves professionally. Uh, you know, may, you know, it, especially especially if you want to carry the if you want to carry the 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 center line, you know, non-political, make sure your guys understand that. Don't have them. Don't have them bring up conversation with the customers because I've also had that where the guy got into a political fight with the customer <laughs> because he disagreed with what the customer thought. I had to point out to him that nobody cares what you think. It's what the customer thinks. And that's all I care about. Yes. Yeah. In the in in that <laughs> environment. Yes. It's it's in fact, like we wouldn't even we shouldn't even really like the only reason why you should care what the customer thinks is so that you can avoid talking mm -hmm. about it like that's that's really the basis of it like you know again with the exception of whether or not you want to like if you want to brand yourself as that ultra whatever right or left or what like whatever you want to brand yourself as that's fine the key is be consistent if you're one of those people who's like all right we're gonna play it right down the middle you gotta play it right down the middle you can't be you know like allowing the guys on the job to be getting into philosophical debates with you know the customer or the customer's family or something like that. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, what else? Uh, uh, do, I'm like in line with cleanup is just, you know, yeah. nails, screws, yeah. like, yeah. you know, don't, don't, uh, don't pop, leave a property car, like garbage, popped tires, uh, garbage. Yeah. Um, what else is included in there? I mean, look, please don't like make sure your teams know, make sure your crews know we don't want substandard work just to finish a job. Right. Like if they're close to the end, they should be putting in the last screw with the exact same care and expertise that they put in the first one. Right. Yeah. So like rushing to the end of the job should not be yeah, something. Don't that's not don't good. don't blame your guys if you underbid the job. Mm. 
that that that's that's kind of a, a I, like if you under that's a good it, point. Don't expect you, don't if, expect your guys to do substandard work because you screwed up. Yeah, if you underbid it, like you you gotta like what what's the what's the phrase? It's like uh, you made your bed now lay in it, right? Yep. Like if you underbid it, don't half-ass that job because you knew you underbid it and you're gonna lose money. Like actually finish that job to the same level that you would have a job that you accurately price because and learn if you from don't it. again that's going to follow you yeah le- you know look at that job afterwards and learn from it figure out what what you did wrong see what, the the one thing that used to drive me insane is when the owner was incapable of admitting when they admitting when they made a mistake mm. if if you're if you're your company salesperson and you're the owner and you screw it up don't blame your foreman because you screwed it up don't blame your late don't blame your your purchaser because you screwed it up you screwed it up. Just admit to it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I when I, when I worked as as the operations manager, if I made a mistake, I said, "Listen, I screwed this one up. I'll figure out wh- how I how I screwed it up." Don't don't look around for somebody else to blame if you screw it up. It's it's your fault. It's your company. It's your name. That's like a that's a missing character trait. It, in, it, in the current it, it really day. has become yeah. you know, like everybody looks to point the finger at somebody else. Yeah. I mean, I routinely say everything is his fault, and it ninety nine percent of the time it is. But one percent of the time, maybe it is my fault because I chose him as my friend. That's my fault. It's it's more like five percent of the time. <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, the one thing that the one thing I see a lot is 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 owners and and, and managing partners and and whoever it is, they don't take responsibility for when they screw up. Mm. Everybody is human. You're allowed to make a mistake. As an owner, you can make a mistake. You started the company at some point, and you made mistakes before before growing. You you made me think of a perfect example. Of course I did. Uh, I'm a genius. If something on the job goes awry, make good on it, right? Like, if something uh, does not turn out the way it's supposed to turn out, if if there's an accident or something like that on the job where, you know, part of the work that you were doing ends up getting compromised or or maybe something you weren't working on like a retaining wall on the highway yeah or a a roof or a ceiling that you fall through um if if that happens okay make good on it right like fix it or or take it off the cost of the job something like that right like (laughs) do a 200 dollars repair for free yeah exactly exactly just what he said you know not that we're talking from you know experience or anything but um, I, yeah, so that that basically is a, a big deal. Like you're being trusted with someone's home or commercial building or their like, again, their baby project that you're building. You know, if something doesn't go right, make it right. Right. Like make it actual actually work. And again, sometimes like depending on if it's not your fault offer to help and then maybe you can come to some kind of understanding where you expand the contract or something but it if it is your fault or one of the subs that you hired or something like that make good on it like actually fix fix the issue that's what we do call your insurance broker and and tell them hey what's it going to take to fix this it's that's what we do that's our job wait are you you're offering to do sheetrock work I, well, I'm not going that far. <laughs> I, I know in the one example you did some sheetrock work. <laughs> a lot of sheetrock work in that example. But uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, you guys all should be carrying insurance for a reason. So if you if you make a massive mistake 
and and it's you know call call your risk managers and say hey this happened what do we do yeah if it's something if they'll tell you either file a claim and we'll get it taken care of it's got to come out of your pocket it's got to come out of your pocket yeah i mean hopefully you guys are all starting to build your slush funds back up that that allow you to that allow you the, the the freedom to have accidents and 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 mistakes and and correct them. Oh, that that cash cushion is a big deal too because mm. if you don't have it, again, you know, look, re, like reputation is so important. It's so important. Like I, I I understand. So it used to be. I think things are changing a little bit generationally, but you know, contractors traditionally have been more. You know write things down. They've been more kind of like, uh, I guess, analog in the way that they do things. Okay. That's changing. I mean, there are younger millennial contractors coming into the realm, into the world and stuff like that. With beards and man buns. Well, yeah. And, you know, uh, like, uh, Fu Manchus and stuff, you know, like whatever. Um, and, and craft beers, you know, they don't drink Coors Light. Yeah, if you're old school, you'll smoke them. Don't worry about but, it. But, uh, <laughs> but that being said, what they do understand is they do understand this idea of social proof and how quickly bad news spreads and you know online yeah, they, reviews that, and stuff that like they that. do they 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 understand they understand the sympathetic role that that you have to take sometimes I a lot of and a lot of you old school guys and and you you'll never admit it because you're old crusty curmudgeons that just refuse to admit that that you've ever done anything wrong but. You know, when when a customer complains about something and you curse them out, that's the wrong approach. Mm. Um, the younger guys, when they when somebody can make some fun, they say, "How can we make it better?" and they fix the problem. Yeah, and you know, it, it's you, you can call them whatever names you want to call them, but guess what? They're the ones that'll get the job the next time. You'll be the old crusty curmudgeon who is told, hey, "Yeah, we're not going to call you anymore." Mm. Yeah, no, th- that that's a good point, and it, it's not everyone. I mean, like. We can paint with a broad brush, but why? Well, that's what I do. Cause I'm terrible. I'm a terrible painter. <laughs> but yeah, I I think the the younger contractors they understand that kind of like you know the the information flow that happens online, and so if you are part of that kind of like you know the the more seasoned old guard, right? Like you, you do have to kind of be knowledgeable to it. And if you have you know a, a son or a daughter or a niece or a nephew or something like that. Uh, or, or just younger employees that are in your organization, like pick their brain, ask them how uh, you're perceived online. I mean, like maybe you've never even Googled your own company, right? Like have them do an online search and see what the reviews say and see how maybe you need to work on things in order to appear better. Like we're not too far away from, like it scares me to say this, but we're not too far away from like a, a digital social scoring system, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's going to be for reviews and stuff like that. It's also going to be for credit. It's going to be for a whole bunch of stuff. And so if you are caught by surprise by that, obviously you're going to be behind. You're not going to be able to anticipate it. So you have to stay ahead of the curve. And so staying ahead of the curve is, you know, maybe having one of these younger kids in your organization, you know, just check up and be like, what are people saying online about us? And, and how can we improve that? And how can we make ourselves more, uh, you know, like how can we get more social proof 
that we are a good contracting firm that does good work, right? Mm-hmm. Um, all, all of that stuff is good stuff. It's not going to be wasted time or energy. You will get something out of it. So, yep. Anything else? No. I mean, it's just, you know, customer services. Customer service is your lifeline. Pick up the phone. Pick up the phone. <laughs> Have contracts. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it all it like I would think that most of what we talked about tonight is common sense, but I can tell you from my experience over the past couple of months, it's not anymore. For mm. some reason, I don't know if contractors think that work is just going to magically appear because hey, you've been in business for forty years. No one cares how long you've been in business for. If you don't call, if you don't answer their calls, if you don't show up when you say you're going to show up. If you don't give them the quote when you say you're going to give them the quote, people aren't going to wait around anymore. The Internet has made everybody replaceable. I, I well, uh, I, I I don't know if they're all replaceable, English. but English. what I'm <laughs> yes. But what I'm saying is, um, you know, to your point of like, you know, people don't care whether or not you've been around for 40 years or not. Um, most folks will look at uh, like how you're reviewed online and like, just think about the way that you shop for things on Amazon. If you shop for things on Amazon and you see two products that are about the same, but one has like 5,000, you know, four or four and a half star reviews. And the other one has like 300 and, and it's like only four or three and a half stars. Like you're picking the one that has the higher number of reviews. It's the one that has the higher star rating. Yeah. You know that. Yes. And, and that, it doesn't matter whether or not one of those products has been around think, forever. Yeah. You think about how you shop and realize that's how everyone else is shopping for you. Hmm. I mean, it, it, there's there's no there's no there's no n- nobody. There, human interaction is being reduced by the Internet and people don't rely on just what you look like anymore or what you promise them. They rely on what. Everyone else says about you. Thank goodness they don't rely on what yeah, I look no, like. I'm thank just God. Saying. I mean, believe me. I mean, you, know. you should see my profile picture on the on the website. Anyway. Um. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. There's something I, I told him today that he should replace it with a Shrek character. I, I, I might have to go online and find a five star reviewed photographer. Um, but so anyway. Uh, yes. Yeah. To that point, uh, the way that you're shopping for things on Amazon. Uh, or eBay or, or whatever your your uh, you know internet uh, shopping vice is is how everyone is shopping for you. That's the way people in the new generation are shopping for contractors. It's the way that like what's even crazier is that's the way they're shopping for attorneys, accountants, uh, doctors, like everyone who's even you know, like engineers, architects, home builders. All of that stuff is now part of this kind of like you know digital exchange you know social proof you know five star thumbs up thumbs down kind of world so nobody cares what your website looks like they care about what other people are saying about you i care what my website looks like i'm just saying yeah, we, like, we talked about that nobody can read your website no i uh wait my personal website or the company website well not, nobody's looking at your only fans account the new <laughs> look my my three monthly fans are uh your mom your dad and your brother they pay for my netflix account um <laughs> uh <laughs> jesus christ so anyway uh <laughs> but what i'm saying is uh you definitely have to pay attention to it so i'm not saying that you have to abandon all of those kind of you know legacy ways that you worked and and did good work what i'm saying is you have to incorporate those new ways to understand that good customer service 
revolts, results in good reviews, which results in more business, which is... Uh, more money. Yeah, it's it's more money. money. It's, it's easier uh, conversions, right? Like, uh, this is the other thing is I, I do a lot with digital marketing. 70% of the buying decision is made before anyone even talks to you. So you have to understand that that, that first 70% is extremely important. If it's a lackluster 70%, it's highly unlikely that in that last 30%, you're going to be able to turn a no into a yes. But if that first 70% is, you know, thumbs up, it's really easy. You just have to live up to what you set the, the table for in that first 70% and actually convert on the sale. So mm-hmm. that's all I got to say. That's it. Yeah. Be smart. Don't I, be dumb. If, if I had an actual mic, I would drop it right now. Like, you know, that's what the kids do, right? I don't know. I stopped paying attention years ago. <laughs> I mean, well, you know, except for my reviews and when they say things bad about me, I'm like, hey, that's a good point. Yeah. Is that really what you do? <laughs> I, I, when, it, when it comes to business, that's absolutely what I do. Hey, that's a good point. Um, Smile and nod. That is true. He, he does take constructive criticism. Um, I, I, I talk about them behind their back, but that's something. I mean, every well, contractor yeah. does that. Listen, you can take the boy out of contracting. You can't take contracting out of the boy. And yeah. I, I still. You, you do it at the bar, though. Right? It's like, true. Yeah, you yeah. don't do it on the internet. I like, learned yeah. all my drinking in construction, and I learned how to talk about people in construction. But then on this side of it, when I'm doing the insurance, I'm like, oh, my God, you're genius. Yeah. Bravo. <laughs> it, it, it's all politics in the end. Uh, br- branding. Branding and marketing. Yeah. That's what I mean, makes it's the world all, go around. Yeah. So. so be smart. So good, good, clean company, good, clean people, good, clean equipment. Contracts, 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 contracts. I, I'm going to make a video one day where it's going to be 30 minutes of me just saying the word contracts over and over and over. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to be a part of it and I'm not going to watch it. I, it's gonna, well, I'm really. I'm just gonna say it once. I'm gonna make YouTube loop it a thousand times. <laughs> I, I've seen those 24-hour loops. Uh, you know, don't don't treat don't treat your customers poorly. Call them back. Don't ignore them. Mm. Don't ignore your your job sites. If even if if there's a delay, don't ignore it. Let the customer know there's a delay. Let them know why there's a delay. Yep. These are all the things that keep business flowing into you. As opposed to flowing around you. Yes. Yeah. And and like we said earlier, you know, there are certain things that will feed you leads, but you need some stuff to fill in the gaps. And so filling in the gaps is what keeps everyone fed. It's what is is probably the most, like it adds the most profit at the end of the year, right? Like all those things that keep the lights on and keep payroll and things like that, those are fantastic. But it's those jobs that kind of fill in the gaps that are actually... Uh, going to pad the the bottom line for you. Um, it's so, gonna so build, you can your, build bottom your bottom line. line. Uh, uh. <laughs> they said the name of the show. Oh my drink. God, we're awesome. <laughs> uh, look, a reminder: like, comment, subscribe, share, uh, hit the notification bell, retweet. Please share this out there. Um, hopefully, if it helped you, it will help someone else. So share it out there for us and help us with the algorithm and help us get the information out to more professionals like yourselves um so with that i think that's the end of another that's show. it yeah next thursday 8 30 p.m eastern uh definitely uh log in and uh like i said hit the notification bell because then you will get a notification when we go live 
so you can come here and, you know, see us act like a bu couple of buffoons and hopefully walk away with a, a couple of little nuggets of information that'll help you with your business. So uh, with that, uh, anything else? Um, and it's it's almost it, NFL season. It is almost NFL season. When does preseason start? August. Two weeks. I don't know that. I think they. I think they changed the, the preseason. I got two look. weeks, three weeks. It's yeah, I think it's two or three like weeks. Yeah, yeah. I think it's shorter now because they added an extra game. So now it's a seventeen week season. I, I got to be honest. I can't wait. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, anything is better than the garbage I've been watching on TV. Lately. Baseball, basketball. I mean, quite frankly, like Alan does not like soccer. I watched the Euro League like because I needed just something that I I, I made I fun of everybody who watched the Euro League. <laughs> I had a, I mean I had a great time. I didn't say a single game, but man, did I have fun making fun of everybody yeah. who was watching it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, football starts in a couple weeks, so that'd be good. So we'll be able to kind of talk a little football too while we will be talking. Construction, risk management, real estate, real estate development, property management, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera. if you're having problems with your risk management or your broker or your insurance or whatever, call us. We'll, yes. We, it turns out we're licensed to do that, too, so we can probably try and fix it for you. And phone calls are free. Emails, yes. free. Yeah. Yeah, we don't we don't charge you to answer your questions. So if you got a question, just give us a call and we'll, you know, we'll, we'll work with you. Why do you charge me to answer my questions? That's what I want to know. Because I can barely tolerate you at this point. <laughs> <laughs> this is the type of marriage where we sleep in separate rooms. You just keep me around so you look better, doesn't it? <laughs> that's, what all, that's what all the hot girls do. <laughs> no respect. Anyway, uh, we will see you next Thursday at 8.30 Eastern. Thank you, everyone. Hey, thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed the program. And gained some new insights... Remember to hammer that like button and follow or subscribe. Make sure to tune in next time. And as always, build your bottom line. line. <laughs> <laughs>